You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. Welcome back to the Charger chat. If you look over on the right side of the plane, you'll see my buddy Kev hugging Duggan. Hey! <laughs> and if you look over the left side of the plane, you'll see my buddy Kyle the Coach Duggan. Hi, guys. We'll uh, set our cruising altitude to about 30,000 <laughs> and we'll be in uh, Los Angeles here shortly. <laughs> I love that intro. That was a good one. That was very good. <laughs> well done. done. Kind of came to me in a dream. Welcome back, folks, to the Charger Chat. We've got, obviously, lots to talk about. We're a week away from, you know, and uh, we've got a great episode lined up for you. Lots of things. Uh, we've got a fan focus and a Craig experience lined up, and as always, an Ask Bolt fam. Uh, but let's start off here at the top. Um, yeah, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the outline here, and we didn't really kind of get to talk about it but no more joe lombardi no more shane day and uh the fans rejoice <laughs> yeah fans are rejoicing I, it kind of we, we talked about in the last episode like that was coming there was a scapegoat coming and he was the goat and not well the we good saw lombardi kind. coming yeah yeah i don't know that we necessarily saw shane day or will hoyt coming the, yeah the yeah. linebacker coach. firing was bizarre there had to have been something else going on there um, because I feel like our linebacker play, if anything, Kenneth Murray got a lot better. Drew Tranquil had a, a breakout year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure on that. I think there must have been something else going on there. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, I was I was su surprised about Shane Day. I mean, maybe you're just trying to clean house so that somebody can bring in their own passing game coordinator type thing, because that's what Shane Day was. He was QB coach and passing game coordinator. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe you're thinking you have you're more of a draw to a good coordinator if you have that position open so he can kind of pick Bring his own his squad. Yeah. yeah. Or he may be a passing game coordinator and he doesn't want to have to deal with the old regime. So um it may have been a collateral damage of letting go of Lombardi. Shane Day got the axe to to make the position more appealing. I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. It, hey, it's without being there behind the scenes, it's as good yeah. as an idea as any. But uh yeah, now that we're back to doing one a week episodes, I feel like there's a lot that we have to yeah. catch up on. Yeah, we were talking about it. It's like, wow, it's been a while since I've seen you guys. <laughs> how you been? But how do you guys honestly feel about it? Like I, I knew this was coming. I felt it mm -hmm. coming. I felt it in my blood that he was gonna get fired. And that's the one thing I'm kind of looking forward to is seeing who they're going to bring in to replace him. Because mm -hmm. it felt like, and I, I was reading stuff, you know, after the fact, and he was apparently his fourth choice when he was hired, when Staley was hired as head coach. So he wasn't even... Lombardi was yeah, the fourth, was choice. The fourth oh, choice. interesting. I didn't know so that. So now he's got, he's got, you know, this team, couple years under his belt, and look what he did. The way some people have been saying it, and I, I like this idea, like he went out and got a new special teams coordinator, and thicken and look what that look what that did the mm -hmm. the change there and the higher there so let's hope that um we can get another thicken but for an offensive coordinator yeah it'll be interesting to see you know what what direction they go there's been some guys that they've been picking um and, and 
do we is that further down it sure here? is it sure is okay so we'll get to that it in a second sure is. We'll, don't get we'll, ahead of yourself okay i'm trying not to i'm trying to keep here. the flow going i mean the hey i'm your captain here i'm trying to <laughs> yeah. I gotta land this puppy right. down <laughs> most of these planes fly themselves go am hand, I right go hand out some peanuts Kevin. <laughs> there's some dark clouds ahead i've just work. got my hands on the wheel here <laughs> <laughs> um all right well let's let's look at uh the future folks as <laughs> okay. it stands right now some fun stuff there's some fun stuff we know who we're going to be playing. We know the opponents. We haven't obviously gotten a schedule yet. I am excited now knowing they set such a high bar with that schedule release. What are they going to do next year? What could they possibly do for this next one? No idea, but I am sure they are in the works uh, getting it figured out. But we do know that in 2023, there are going to be uh, five international games scheduled as uh as it stands right now three in london two in germany yes and the reason why we mention this we know that chargers are not going to be the home team for any of these games that has been established but two of the opponents are going to be home teams for our away games three Three, excuse me i'm sorry i was three of the five just at one country yeah three out of five ain't bad (laughs) um so looking at, we're talking the Patriots, we're talking the Chiefs, and we're talking the Tennessee Titans. So those first two are going to be in Germany, and the Titans are going to be in London. So there is a possibility. I, I really feel like this is shaping up for uh, Herbert in Germany. I really do. Uh, there's something about it. He gives off German vibes. You know what I mean? Sure. Didn't, kinda... Didn't we already have a, a showdown with the Titans in London, too? That was the we game did. that came down to the wire. No one wants to see so that. I feel like either. they're we not going to repeat that. Yeah, no. I feel like they're not going to repeat that. So if in the Chiefs, Chiefs Chargers, I feel like there's too much on the line to throw us out. I was going to say for a for division that. game. Yeah, that'd be yeah, wild. I, I think it has to be the, the Patriots is the only one that makes sense. I think mm-hmm. it makes sense to, to, to put us against them in Germany whenever that week, whenever that week lands. I'm sure it's the week before our bye, but. That would be pretty. That'd be pretty insane if we get Patriots in Germany because we, we didn't have an international out. game this last year. So not not last year, year, no. right? it's been a yeah. while. Phil was our quarterback yeah. last time we had in Mexico. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so it's been a minute. Yeah, we're we're due for for an away game in another country. So for all of you international listeners, keep an eye out on the schedule when it does Wait, drop. What happens as season ticket holders if there's a game? You have a home game in Germany. Do you get a ticket? <laughs> You get a bratwurst. Obviously, it doesn't apply. It doesn't apply to us <laughs> right. this year, but they have to give you something. You, I mean, you paid for the ticket refund. <laughs> I don't know. You might. I think you get it. I think you get a. I think you might get a. Seat. For the German, you We're get a bratwurst. If you're in Germany, a bratwurst. In London, you get you know fish and chips. They send you mm. it in that little care package. <laughs> <laughs> straight from the source. Straight yeah. from the five source. Five day old fish. It's gonna and be chips. cold as shit, mm-hmm. but it'll be mm-hmm. egg. It's OG. Mm. It's just like mud I used to make. Um, <laughs> Dust is good, yeah. <laughs> so, something to keep an eye on. Uh, it'll be it. Boy, if it was the Chiefs, how crazy would that be to have a division game in another country? I wonder. Have they done a division game overseas no. yet? I don't know. Maybe, but it feels like it's always very bizarre matchups. I, hey, dude, I'll part. take it. I would rather not that go. They have no Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Yeah, no Arrowhead. Yeah. Arrowhead advantage against us. That's oh, just a bunch nice. of awesome. screaming Germans. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now that we are officially in the off season, we do have uh, some players to look at, some free agents, and so Sad. it's like I don't know. I don't know how I hate free agency. It's like exciting, but these are like my these are my guys. 
Oh, so right. many of them, you know? Like yeah. with, with the games, we have no control. And here we have like a kindred connection to these players yeah. and we still yeah. have no control. It's like, what's going to happen? Especially us being the shamelessly positive podcast. I feel like I've defended all of these guys to everyone for so long yep. that I'm like, I don't, I've, I've put too much into this. I, I need them back. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a lot of familiar names. It's a pretty, pretty big list. I mean, looking at the unrestricted free agents, we've got our favorite Kyle Van Noy. Mm. Uh, would love to see him come back. Uh, backup quarterback Chase Daniel, Bryce so, Callahan. I don't oh, think. Sorry, I don't think Chase like Chase came in with Lombardi. I think oh, you know because yeah. he was running that system. So Good I don't point. think we're gonna have Chase Daniel back. Yeah. Um. I, Chase I don't, might not be on the case. I don't. Chase won't be on the case. I don't think. I. I just don't. I don't see him doing it, especially with our cap where we're gonna what a be. career though. He'll, he'll get he'll get a job somewhere else for a couple more years. I don't know. He's, I don't know. He might go into broadcasting. I was he's kind say, of set himself up for that. Yeah, he's yeah. already dipped his toe in the broadcasting yeah. world. He's what, probably ready to go for what that. What scares the yeah. shit out of me is so did Kyle Van Noy. He's on TV right now. He's been too. doing that a long time. He's been on. He's had his own YouTube series when he was in New England. He's been doing a lot of that stuff. So. I want. I need at least one more year with Van Noy, dude. One more yeah. year. Based on his tweets, it's not, he wants to come back really bad. Like yeah. that's what it, everything that he's put out there is. He wants to be a Charger. Um, and he loves the team and likes being in LA. So, oh, man, that would be just one more just, year. Just come on. Can you Let text me. him for us? Can you text him right now and see what he's thinking? Can you find out for us? I mean, I can text him. He won't reply. Let's but, do it. Uh, hey, dude, you never know. Text him right now. Let's the see worst what he can say is leave me alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Van Noy, given the progress that he made especially at the end of the season it felt like everything was just starting to kind of click together yeah those last they got they have to at least make the guy an offer well dude you you look at it and you look at leadership and i and that too. i'm a firm believer in yeah. guys that are leaders they they require you to go keep them i don't I like yeah but it's not even like he's a bad player but he's a good leader like he's a, he had an incredible stretch there at the yeah. end mm-hmm. and he was he was a leader like Guys talked about how the the create culture that he was helping to create. It's like we'll see how much our GM really does value leadership because you have Kavanoy and you have Drew Tranquil that are both unrestricted free agents. Drew Tranquil was calling plays for the defense, super vocal leader, breaking yeah. the team down in 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 pregame warmups. Like there's a lot of leadership there that you're gonna find out what kind of value our our GM puts on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, given given what it is that they provided and given the talks about whether or not we should keep or whether the front office would keep Tom Telesco and given that they're keeping Brandon Staley, they've got to keep Tom Telesco. If they brought a new GM in, Staley would just basically be like a lame duck coach and you don't want that in a season where you've still got Justin Herbert. So, uh, yeah, I think Keeping Kyle Van Noy and Drew Tranquil is on the list as well. Those are two big ones. Bryce Callahan, cornerback, obviously we'd love to see him come back as well, given his production. Uh, Christian Covington, defensive tackle. Uh, down there at the end. Down there at the end. Uh, Morgan Fox, another guy who was also very, yeah, had a huge. huge contribution to the team. So big we'd time. love to see him come back. Uh, Nasir Adderley. That's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. I based on I, I don't know if you guys listened to the entire press conference yeah. with it did not Tommy sound T. like they were that impressed with the way he finished this season. Yeah, um, I mean they benched him for Alohi there at the end, and I, then right? they He's talked done. about loving like variety. It's like you can't pay a guy for variety. You get variety with your yeah. with your draft class. You can't yeah. you can't have a backup guy making money. And he's on his second year contract. He's gonna want to get paid something, you know. 
Sure. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, let's see. DeAndre Carter. Uh, I mean, he was our punt returner. And he, I mean, he was productive when all the guys went down. Like he was, he was yeah. a good, good player. He was a go-to for, sure. for Herbert, you know, to be yeah. a wide receiver. So, uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him come back. Uh, center will clap. I'd like to think there might be better no, let's centers take, let's out get a there. Third, let's get a third, fourth round center and throw him in there and get him warmed up with Lindsay. Yeah. Something like that. It'll be an improvement. Will clap was rough, man. Uh, Richard Rogers tight end really didn't get a chance to see much from him if anything i don't even know if he got one catch this year to be honest with you uh tyler davison another guy that we didn't really get to see a whole lot from uh troy reader had some special team guy yeah Yeah. um jk scott signed the man resign him yeah Yeah. gotta resign him yeah and trey pipkins gonna be interesting i don't you're shaking your head i don't think they're not going to pay him what he Jamari wants. Paid. They're yeah. not going to pay him what he wants. And I think you can get somebody that is a lateral or if you want to go first round tackle, you're going to improve there Please. right away. Yeah. I would be fine with that. Not signing him and bringing in a first round guy, first, second round tackle. I think that's, that's the move for sure. Cause you're gonna have to pay him too much. And I don't think that's a, the spot that he definitely improved this year. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I really appreciated mm-hmm. everything he did, but I think there's a better way you can go about that. Trey, I I really I like we needed Trey this whole year. He was huge for us, mm-hmm. but it scares me to pay a right tackle the kind of money he's going to get when he had one good year. Yeah. And and to be honest, all the years before it kind of seemed like he didn't want to be there. Um, so this is just the outside looking in. This may be completely unvalid, but it looked like a guy that he's in a contract year needed to play well. Went out there and did it. And now well. what we'll what's going to happen? Like what kind of a what kind of a player are you going to get after that? You know. Mm-hmm. Like he was playing through injury, which is awesome, but I don't think he plays through those injuries if he has that long-term deal and he's worried about, yeah, um, like what he's going to look like next year. So sure, I don't know. Yeah, I I would I would feel like you have options with the way that Jamari's played. Now there's some people calling for cut Matt Filer to save some money in the cap and bump Jamari down to left guard, um, but then you still need that right tackle. Uh, but it is one spot that you need to fill where you have free agency um, and you have the draft. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels like Trey probably, with us already being over the cap and him being on a third-round rookie deal, what he's going to want in comparison to what he got last year, that's going to be, I think it's going to be tough to offer him. Totally. So if if they were to figure out a deal that would work, for you know a team friendly deal, would you be upset at that, or it's, would you be no, like looking be, forward to that? But it would still be more expensive than a draft pick. So it's even sure. if it was a team friendly deal, it's still going to be more expensive than uh, some guy you can get in the you know first or second round. Especially yeah, at pick twenty one. It's the whole roster though, right? Because then you have opportunities to go get a speedy wide receiver or a right. stud tight end or a safety to replace Nas. So it's like if you're getting a really good deal on it, then yeah, you take it. Because then you can fill in with that draft pick somewhere else on the roster. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to have to be very team friendly. And I don't think he's interested in taking any, no. um, taking less pay to stay with the Chargers. I don't think there's any enough draw there for him. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see uh, what uh, what the decision ends up being with Trey Pipkins. Uh, Drew Tranquil, you already mentioned, and then Easton Stick. 
So both backup quarterbacks are now probably, I know probably keep Easton in that situation. He's cheaper and they both they yeah, both do the same thing. So. They both do the yeah. same thing. They hold a clipboard <laughs> on the sideline. Yeah. So if you're gonna go with that, I, I propose a question. If you could only pick three of these unrestricted free agents, who would you pick? Kyle. Kyle Drew. Kyle Vanoy. Drew Tranquil. And JK Scott, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Punter's hard. I'm not going to go punter. I'll go Kyle Vanoy, Drew Tranquil, and um, Morgan Fox, because our D line is kind of decimated right now. But I don't know. It's tough. The third one's hard. The first two for me are easy. Mm-hmm. No, Bryce Callahan. I'd go Kyle Vanoy, Bryce Callahan, and Drew Tranquil. What you got, Adam? I was going to say the same thing. Kyle Vanoy, Drew Tranquil, Bryce Callahan. I think, you know, getting a punter, I, JK, I think, did a lot for us. I think not every punt was fantastic, um, but there was a lot of times that he was able to kind of pin those guys inside the 10. So while I'd love to see him back, I it wouldn't be a priority. I think Bryce Callahan, because who are our other cornerbacks? We're talking Mike Davis, who he's still going to be on contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, some people are talking cut him too. There are people that are talking <laughs> about cutting people right now. Just stop it, please. They, yeah. Somebody I saw in Popper's article, cut Keenan. What is an option? Because huh? you save like you save like twelve million dollars or something. Yeah, and I then don't. Telesco said I'd rather keep the the players that cost money on my draft on my team than the have yeah. the money for cap. Yeah. Like that's why they get paid. But that's I, why they get paid. Yeah, I'm gonna have to completely disagree with you, Adam. Like J.K. Scott, like our special teams gave up the fewest return yards on um on punts that we've had in so long. I don't remember special teams being like that. And I think it's the hang time. Like just remember all the times there was like a turnover on a punt. It's because of the hang time. It's all that shit. So I definitely want J.K. Scott. I want Kyle Van Noy. And I want Drew Tranquil. Those are the three I would definitely go with. I know I picked a punter. But it just, he was such a game changer. He was such a difference maker this year. Yeah. I I, Listen, I wouldn't be angry about it. I mean, I think... I think the conversation can be made between, I think Kyle Van Noy and Drew Tranquil, I think we're both, all, all three of us, we're all set in on that. Yeah. It's that third one that becomes kind of questionable. Morgan you Fox can, is awesome, too. Morgan Fox, Bryce Callahan, and J.K. Scott, I think you can make arguments for all of those guys. It'd be a lot easier to pick five. Three's a little tough. I kind of but don't hey, like the three. Five's a little easier. That's why it's a good question. <laughs> it's yeah. a great question. I don't like good questions. I like easy questions. So Five. those are all the unrestricted free agents. So those are any players with four or more accrued seasons and an expired contract free to negotiate and sign with any team. So we'd love to see them come back. Hopefully there's no other teams that come in and snipe the ones that we want. And then and there's restricted. And, that's, and then that's also why for some of these guys, you don't cut all the coaches and clear house on the, on the staff. Like if you want some of these guys back, you're not going to start off with a brand new coach. So that's why I think we had a limited kind of you know, cleaning house, even though we did get rid of Will Hoyt, like there's, it was pretty minimal in terms of the staff in general. Mm-hmm. And then there's restricted free agents. So those are players with three accrued seasons and an expired contract. Uh, restricted free agents are free to negotiate and sign with any team, but their original team can offer them one of various qualifying offers or tenders that come with the right of first refusal and or draft pick compensation. That list is shorter. We're talking Jalen Guyton, wide receiver, Storm Norton, right tackle, and Donald Parham, tight end. Give me Parham and Guyton all day. 
get those guys. Do we? Do we? So you you have to pay the guys a new contract, right? So they have no contract, so they're gonna you, they're gonna require you to pay them they're, more than they're making now. They're gonna go dabble, and then the Chargers can decide if they want to match whatever that was. That's what mm-hmm. it was. And, right, right, right. So yeah. For me, I, I Donald Parham. I love the story. I didn't. I did the production and the. Now this might sound rude, but the injury history, like rude, to me, rude. How dare you? <laughs> to to me, I don't rude. know if Donald Parham is is that important to have as a piece on the squad. He doesn't offer special teams help whatsoever, which a lot of backup tight ends generally do. Um, he's hurt a lot, and the production in this last year was practically nothing. It felt like I don't remember him making big plays on the field when we all thought red zone target gonna make big plays. So, and the only one I want, uh, the only one that I would really want back, and I because I think we're gonna draft the tight end. I think that's what's keeping us from being an elite offense is a great tight end. Gerald Everett will not block. He can't block. Can't put him in the box and him block. So he's a he's a he's a wide receiver. Um, Donald Parham. It was hurt too much. We need a guy that Trey McKitty tra- wasn't doing much. No, he's a blocker, but there's no He'll threat block, to but catch not the catch, ball. Yeah, right. And, but, and even in in blocking, we saw him miss quite a few. And he was like the lowest graded tight end. I saw something on PFF. He was the lowest lowest graded tight end every week for the whole season. Yeah, I think that's what's keeping us from being a consistently like chunk the ball downfield type of team is that tight end threat does so much to those linebackers and safety in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think that we're going to go, go draft a tight end early. The Notre Dame kid, the mayor, that'd be pretty sweet. I mean, obviously with the, our Notre Dame ties, you would think that yeah. that's pretty much a slam dunk. Um, well, guess but, what? Hey, we want offensive linemen. Tight ends kind of do both. We get a wide dude, receiver and a line and a lineman at combo. I mean, I right? watched. I watched a little bit of these the playoffs <laughs> the, on Sunday. Man, watching Cincinnati and run the football. Yeah, jeez, dude. Like, and then who was the night game? It was the Cowboys, the Niners. Niners, and the Niners. Just good God, dude. it was like, their right tackle, the McGitty guy. I can't remember his last Notre name. Dame. That that guy was that right tackle is insane. Yeah. Like, we're not getting we're not getting right tackle play like that at all on our. Oh, yeah, team. and then but you also have their tight ends like. They they will block you until the whistle's done, drive you back. And their their like power running scheme where they're down blocking and these crazy pulls jacking people up. And they have tight ends in the backfield, lead blocking. George Kittle is insane. Like you have to have that. We mm-hmm. don't have that right now. Um, so I yeah, I think and the restricted free agents, I would love to see Jalen Guyton back because I think coming off an injury, you get him really cheap. You can get him on a one-year prove-it deal pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can toss him in. Him and him and Herbert have the chemistry. We've seen the guy make huge plays. I think it's an easy, quick fit back into the scheme. Mm-hmm. Great arguments for, for all of that. And then the last list is exclusive rights free agents, and those are any player with fewer than three accrued seasons and an expired contract. Uh, if his original team offers him a one-year contract at league minimum based on his credited seasons, the player cannot negotiate with other teams. That's kind of a shitty one to have. That's a crappy setup. That's, a, yeah. that's pretty shit. No one wants to be in that that bucket. Er, no. The Urfas. No one wants to be in Urfa. <laughs> no uh-huh. one wants to be <laughs> in the Urfa house. No. Uh, that's uh, one of Braden my favorite Fah- peoples in the Urfa I know. house. Yeah. We're talking Braden Fahoko, Michael Bandy, and Cameron 
Dicker big the kicker. Kick Dude, Dicker. Dicker so easy. You pay him league minimum on a one year deal. Done. Easy. You, well, what was our last kicker? He was making like three or three million dollars, four million dollars, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a done deal. You already forgot his name. Already fucking forgot. <laughs> He's gone. He's Sorry. not taking any, had a brain any fart. space like, in that brain. You so much Dicker. Kick I got man. Dicker on the mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kevin's drunk on Dicker. Um, yeah, so I, I'd like to see Fajoko get taken care of. I think Bandy. he's earned a spot, like a roster spot. Hundred yeah. percent. Like he's a roster spot guy, and you don't, you you can. I mean, it sucks for Braden. Great for the team that he's in this situation where you can get him on a cheaper deal. Well, I think maybe the Covington, maybe Covington's gone because yeah, look, like yeah, look yeah. what happens with Braden. Like, yeah. how are we a better team earlier on in the season if he's in there? Yeah, there's a I good agree. chance I, that I we are. So, yeah. So I think he's definitely coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Braden, we'd love to come back. Michael Bandy, boy, we saw a lot of promise there in the preseason, but it just was the did preseason. not pay off in the yeah. regular season. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously the we want man. the dick man. <laughs> so uh, those are all of the free agents as they stand right now. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's deadlines to when things need to happen and and they might not even be able to do anything while the season, the postseason's still going. So. I don't think they can. We gotta wait so, this shit out. We gotta yeah, everybody <laughs> just sit tight, wait until mid February. Yeah. Stupid team wins the Super Bowl. Right. Batten and up then, the hatches, just shut everything out. Shut everything down. Praying for the NFC. I don't want an AFC team to win no. it. Yeah. Set your Netflix. Our boy James Ebo <laughs> works for the for the Eagles. So that's the only connection I can see possibly like, all right, well, James Ebo's cool. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have a great time. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he gets a bonus or something. Yeah, if they win the Super Bowl, sure. Um, all right. Well, looking now at the offensive coordinator interviews that have been occurring so far. Um, there have been quite a few in Rappaport holds a couple of those where he tweets out the chargers interviewing Rams senior offensive assistant, Greg Olson for their vacant OC job. Uh, Olson is one of the most experienced OCs around. The one thing, if you go look at his kind of resume, he jumps everywhere. He's two years here, two years there, two years here, two years there. He's not, I don't know if that's indicative of like not working out, but he does have short stints and he, you know, he is a assistant right now. So that's what these, this is one of those moves where it's like, do you go with one of these guys that's been around for a long time or mm-hmm. do you shake it up and go with somebody that maybe doesn't have the, you know, the miles on them, but is a newer guy with fresher ideas. And I think watching what everyone's talking about online, they're like, oh my God, we're interviewing a quarterback coach. What the fuck? is going on this place doesn't know what's happening it's it's all on fire like guys calm down like we, we we're not in the interviews we don't know what's going on right um, but i think there's a lot a lot of questions here on what's going to happen because there's some youth and there's some age right and there's also yeah. some guys that could potentially be interviews but it's like hey man they're still playing like they've still got like games to go you can't just pull them from their team and bring them in um and yeah i mean th- that's the other thing too is like obviously like there's some offensive coordinators out there that'd be like, yeah, hey, would love to have them, but there's not going to be many offensive coordinators. They're going to do a lateral move from one to the other. So you're either bringing right. somebody up from the trenches, <laughs> or you're taking somebody that was a head coach who has fallen from grace yeah. and is now settling for an offensive you coordinator got, position. I, I saw somebody post. We oh, should man. go. We should go talk to Norv Turner. 
about oh, office of <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Like so chickens with their Kyle heads did not cut find off, that just funny. running around bumping into each other. No, it's not going to happen. Just pulling it. Just, I don't know. Like, <laughs> this is going to be tough. This is going to be a tough off season for me. Because yeah. it's like, what do you want? You want a guy that's already sucked somewhere else? That's what like, I mean. That's what yeah. you want. You clearly don't like us interviewing someone with no experience, but you want somebody that's already proven that they can't do it. Is that is that what we want? I just think we all we all buckle up and enjoy the ride. And when the guy gets hired, let's go. Yeah. Like, um, let's see. The next one Ian Rappaport tweeted out about was Rams quarterback coach and passing game coordinator Zach Robinson. Uh, he also has a Ravens request as well. So there's a few teams that have offensive coordinator needs. And uh, so we'll, we'll be in contention with some of those guys, including the Ravens. Um, but from what I've read about Zach Robinson so far, I kind of like what it is that he brings to the table. Um, it'll be interesting to see how far he goes in the interview process. Um, Tom Pelissaro tweeted out uh, Chargers interviewing Titans tight end coach Luke Steckel for the offensive coordinator job. Uh, Steckel is apparently a fascinating name. He's 37, a Princeton grad, highly intelligent and widely respected by players and peers. Princeton. He's, Princeton. He's very small, I believe. He <laughs> was one of those Ivy League boys I've heard so much about. So this, this could be a problem for me because I'm 38. I don't know if I can have an offensive coordinator for my team that's younger than me. I really, it feels weird. I know Staley's only a year older than me, but I, you got to draw a line somewhere. Okay, well, we know where you stand I'm, on that line. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but that's that's so young. That's crazy. Or you're just I'm getting old, old, my guy. Dude, yeah. I took I, my wife and I went out Saturday night. We went downtown and went to a couple of the bars that we used to go to well before we had kids. And boy, oh boy, did I feel old as shit. Like some of the kids that were there were like, did you check their IDs? I went into like dad mode like, did you check? <laughs> did you ask them for their ID? Because somebody should call their parents, pick them up. I don't know if they should be here. Yeah, right I'm now. feeling old. AF. <laughs> I think you probably identify with those. Uh, is it progressive that's doing the, you know, acting like your parents yeah. commercials where you're like, that's totally me. It's <laughs> a problem. Picking up some dadisms. Yeah, it's totally me. So, uh, I, I mean, I'll take a guy that is highly or widely respected by players and peers. That speaks more to me than Joe Schmo on Twitter going, I don't like him. Or yeah. <laughs> Kev Hug and Duncan going, he's too young. Too young. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. Um, Jonathan Jones tweeted out the Chargers have requested permission to interview Vikings assistant quarterback coach Jared Johnson for the vacant offensive coordinator position. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. And Jeremy Fowler uh, tweeted, uh, Chargers requested to speak with Vikings offensive coordinator Wes Phillips about the OC position, but Phillips plans to stay with Minnesota per sources. Phillips highly valued there and Vikings building something he wants to see through. You blew it, Wes. You had a yeah. chance. Blow it. You sticking with Cousins? You blew it. So, Maybe he knows something we don't know and Cousins is on the way out. Mm. Oh, that'd be interesting. And Tom Brady is on the way in. Oh my God. Oh, that would shut be up. wild. <laughs> Derek Carr. I love it. Oh, there, yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, here comes Carr. I got a stick. I'm going to I want to see this I'm dumpster staying. fire happen. <laughs> I brought my matches. He's got his popcorn and he's yeah. eating it. He's like, I got to stick around. <laughs> I need a front row seat. Um, 
All right. Well, there were some press conferences that happened uh, not too long ago, and one of those was with our general manager, Tom Telesco. And uh, we've got some quotes here from that to talk about. So uh, Staley on traits, or is this Staley? Is this first one on Staley it's or Telesco? It's Coach and Tom Telesco. They Coach both and have... Tom. It's a mixture. So starting with Staley on traits that he is looking for in the offensive coordinator candidates. Staley said, you're looking for leadership, number one. You're looking for someone that can really connect a group and get them to play a certain type of way. I think that's where it starts. That comes from young guys. It comes from medium guys, older guys, <laughs> fat guys, skinny guys, cold guys, tall guys, guys, little guys, <laughs> all the guys. Uh, it doesn't matter, but it really starts with leadership. And I think bringing out uh, the style of play that we want to have as a football team, because it's about a football team in all three phases playing a certain style. That's what I'm really after in terms of leading the group and connecting it. Then in terms of what that looks like, the offenses that I think are the most challenging to defend and the people who have been here with me are the ones that put a lot of pressure on you every snap in terms of marrying the run game to the pass game, putting a lot of pressure on you with personal groupings, pace, motion, and being able to get the explosions consistently. That's what I believe in. I want to have an offense that mirrors our defense because I think that those are the types of organizations, those are the type of football teams who are consistent game in and game out, season in and season out. We're going to start that process here shortly. While you were reading that, I had this flash of like us getting like, it was a negative thought. I don't even want to say it, but like not scoring at all. Like <laughs> the first couple of weeks, like just like whoever the offensive coordinator is, it is worse than what we had. You know what I mean? Like the grass is greener situation. I hope that that doesn't come to fruition. And this is like the best hire that the Chargers have ever done. Four years, a whole bunch of Super Bowls later. He's the head coach of the, whatever the Eagles uh, counterpart is and, and does really well. That's what I want to see. Okay. That's an interesting <laughs> I had, a moment, I had a moment. I had a moment. That was, was a lot like, to unpack. Yeah, there. You just, we just heard you. You like, just lived brain life through that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I brain vomited for sure. Yeah, yeah. You had to work through that. <laughs> yeah, hard. I was puking well, it as you. I was saying it. It was weird. Welcome to the other side. So you're back on the train of the guy we're going to hire is going to win Super Bowls. Yeah, but okay. I, I had a moment of like, God, I hope we're doing the right. I hope we're making the right decision. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's going to be a tough decision. Obviously, the guys, whoever they hire is going to have a very crucial role on this team. But and they're talking about personality, but I want like the X's and O's to work so f***ing well. Well, you of course, I mean? that's going to come into conversation. Do you think, um, would you rather have a college guy that's been in court offensive coordinator for a long time and you've seen him put up points or a steckle that's been an offensive assistant and tight end coach that gets a shot. Well, as a fan, you can look at that and it can correlate as a tight ends coach or quarterback coach. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I, right. I know <laughs> like I, I, it's easier for me to make the correlation between a, a college offensive coordinator than, um, than one of these guys who doesn't really have much of a track record calling plays. And that's what we had a problem with was bad play calling. So a first time stepping in, calling plays. Scares, it's scary. That's why. I, that's why I had a moment of panic. Where I'm like, I hope this works. <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously they're they're gonna do all their due diligence, and it's not even gonna be a decision that they're gonna make by themselves because Staley on if quarterback Justin Herbert will have input on determining who will be the next offensive coordinator. 
Staley said, everything that we do in the program, we try to communicate with our players, just like when I first got here, uh, shaping your offense, it's going to go through him. When I talk about him being the system, I mean it. He has now three years of NFL experience to bank on. There are a lot of plays as the head coach here for two years. We're going to try and keep a lot of that consistent for him where we can. And that's what I mean. As a head coach with an offensive background, that's the position that I played. What we're going to do throughout the course of his career is do that for him so that we can maximize him as a player. That's what these moves are about, maximizing him as a player and continuing to challenge and grow his game with his teammates and ultimately forming a team that can consistently compete for world championships. So going back to the last question, I just realized that um, Justin Herbert's first year, he did really awesome with Anthony Lynn. So I think anything is really possible. I think we're, I think we're going to be okay. You're saying hire Anthony Lynn? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying oh. it doesn't, you can't hire <laughs> one that bad and he'll still be fine. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah, it, it yeah, could, yeah, it's going to yeah, be, yeah. you feel me? Yeah. 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 So you're getting back to your vomit where you, you were worried about not scoring. I literally am scoring scooping no up what. the vomit and putting it back yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> no, you're just digesting <laughs> it. Swallowing yeah. it. And then just like okay. back. Moving on. Yeah. Sorry. Nutrition. Nutritional. To live to fight another day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I, it, you know, it, it's, I think good to see that they're going to have Justin Herbert have an input on that yeah. because obviously whatever it is, I, I, and we don't know if hire the hiring of Lombardi was something that he would have been like, Ooh, really Lombardi. Okay. Well, you're the coach. I guess I'll just go out there and do my darndest. Yeah. But now it's like, Hey man, you've been in the league for three years. You know, a thing or two about what it is that you are good at and what can we do? Who can we hire that will unlock that for you? And so to have his input on that, I think is going to be helpful. It's not going to be like, all right, it's either Justin's way or the highway. He's not in that mode yet it's going to be what can we do to make you be better and i think this will this will he'll have some input i think i know what the test he's going to do it's a weird test and it might throw him off he's going to go to the grocery store with him and they're going to pick out some stuff we're going to see if he put the office of coordinator puts the cart back load up the cart final check that's it and then you're in that's like the final the final (laughs) hiring move he hires a private investigator. He's sitting in his car. He's got his goggles on. He's watching him go to the grocery store every time. Didn't put it back. Nope. Checks it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> radios. Scratches <laughs> the radios in. That's going to be a negative old Not pin. the guy. Yeah. yeah. Not him. The egg is not in the nest. Repeat, the egg is not in the nest. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, looking at the other press conference, we were talking about Tom Telesco, and he had this on the defense. He said, the positive is that I thought we played well in the stretch. I think he might have meant trench. Uh, I think you saw what the defense can get to. That was with an interior defensive line that really played well down the stretch. But it wasn't what our vision was going to be for what the inside was going to look like. Our vision on the edge didn't quite get there because Joey Bosa was hurt most of the year. I thought our secondary played really well. I thought we... Gave up some explosive plays. We have to fix that. We were competitive on the football. My expectation is that when we hit training camp, we're going to hit the ground running this year. I did feel last year with that many new faces on defense that there would be a transition period. It was going to take some time. Took a little longer into the season than I would have liked. For whatever reason, we had some guys down, whatever. It doesn't really matter. We saw it towards the end, what it can get to. I just think this offseason, we're... Once we hit training camp, we should hopefully hit the ground running with that group. 
It's a good point. It's an interesting idea. Like that, because they, you see, you clearly saw the defense get better later into the season. Yeah. And you kind of forget that a lot of these guys hadn't played together before. So I think that's an interesting observation. Yeah. I think it's something you would have liked for the team to get all the issues ironed out in the off season. So that way, once the season starts, hey, we're already a team. We already know what we should be doing. Let's go. But I think there is a difference between off season practice and actually playing a game together and actually in instituting some of those things that you learned in the off season with a lot of these new faces. So yeah, the, I think the potential for the defense to be amazing. We, we saw flashes of that and uh, they can be really exciting to see if we can accomplish that during this off season. And that includes, like we talked about bringing back some guys like Kyle Van Noy and uh, Drew Tranquil, those leadership roles. If you can bring those guys back, then there should be no reason why they couldn't hit the ground running like Tom Telesco wants. Totally. Um, and then on what quarterback Justin Herbert means to the organization, Telesco says, I sleep better at night knowing we have a franchise quarterback that's number one. He's done so much already in his young career, yet we all know there's still a lot there because of his commitment to the game. He's a perfectionist and how much he does in preparation for his job. Uh, what I've been around, all the great quarterbacks have that. As far as what they do in the building to prepare for the next opponent and the amount of work into it, then combine that with his physical ability. We're extremely lucky to have him. We're going to just kind of keep building around him, build him a defense to get him the ball back and go from there. Makes sense. More off, build him a better offensive line too. That'd be cool if you want. Maybe. Well, if you want. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he did that, you know, getting Corey Lindsley, Thank drafting Rashawn Corey, Slater, yeah. Yeah. Uh, drafting Jamari Sawyer. That was what a hit that it's was. It's true. So, I mean, he's he's making the efforts. The, the Everything's happening. It's just there's a few more pieces that if they could just solidify that offensive line to give him the time and not only solidify it. What's that? We have to be able to run the football. Got to be able to run the ball, and the guy's got to stay healthy, too. I mean, not having Rashawn Slater for the bulk of the year, that hurt. That mm-hmm. was a big problem. But, hey, it's the offseason now. You have to run the football. You saw Brock Purdy now in the NFC Championship because they can run the football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It just makes everything so much easier. We just we were the 31st-ranked rushing offense. Not going to yeah. cut Something it. along those lines. Like, come on. You can't you can't be good at football when you do that. Do you attribute that to the offensive line? Uh, both the offensive line and I think a lot of it was play calling. Yeah, we were just running the wrong plays. Yeah, we were built. We're not built to do those zone slow tosses and outside zone plays. We just weren't. We're not built for that. So mm-hmm. I think a little bit, of, a little. I don't know a little bit of the offensive line. I guess you. I mean, Jamari Sawyer played good, but he's still a rookie. Right. It, that's more designed to play guard. Filer had a down year. Lindsay was hurt most of the year. Um, Zion, although he played good, also a rookie. Um, and then Trey Pipkins. Again, like it was a very mediocre offensive line. They they did the job, but there was mm-hmm. not like a no we're gonna come beat the crap out of you and just grind you down until now we can have our way in the second half. Totally. Right. Yeah. Having a guy like Austin Neckler have back to back years of twenty touchdowns, like the guy obviously has the ability to do the run. It's just, I think, like you said, it's it's play calling. I think having a new offensive coordinator in there to call the right plays could be all the difference in well, the world for and that. And some people are saying, go get a running back in the first round. I'm like, what What are you talking about? Like, no, no we don't need Absolutely to do that. Absolutely not. 
We don't need to do that. You need to, you need to help the guys that we currently have on the roster. And, and the guy that had 18 touchdowns in the regular season, like fully capable of doing everything we want. We just need right. to call the right plays and have the right bodies in front of them. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Um, well, if you want the right videos to watch, you can go on over to patreon.com slash charger chat. Hey, I work with what you give me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't set you up for success on that one. Anything under a 10 is our fault. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's my, team effort I here. Blame myself. Um, and we've got, uh, some new names to shout out for new, uh, patrons over at our Patreon. That's, uh, and I, and I apologize beforehand, Ryan, Ryan, Iago Marcino. Linda Chavez and MJ, thank you. Thank, thank you, guys. You Welcome guys to the party, coming pals. over to the Patreon. Um, we've got a lot of fun videos planned uh, for the off season, so it should be a good time over there at Patreon. And if you don't want to go over there, that's all right. You can go on over to our website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there, T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in our member section and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. All right, time to go on to the next segment. It is fan focus. First fan focus of the offseason. Let's go. All right, guys, we're back with another fan focus, and we are super lucky to have Barnaby from Ventura. What is going on, my friend? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it, dude. I love it. I wanted to get that out of the way because I've always wanted to do that on your podcast. So shout out to Craig, man. Love it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Can Um, I actually just say one thing about Craig that I love, man? Of course. So um, I love like his subtle way of just talking smack, especially about the Raiders. And then he also just like the music in the background, man. It just makes me smile every time. I know. We're um, we're lucky. We're lucky to have him. He's he's the best. Yeah. So you guys got to get them on all the gear, man. You got to, you got to hook it up. We're working on it, working on it. But so let's kick this off the way we always do it, man. How did you become a charger fan? Yeah. So what's interesting about me, I grew up in Los Angeles. uh, So, you know, fragmented fan base for sure. Um, But what's interesting about my story is I never really actually became a fan of football until my early twenties. So I transferred, I went to city college in Santa Barbara. I transferred down to San Diego state. So go Aztecs. Yeah. And, um, I met a bunch of native San Diegan, you know, diehard Charger fans that were just basically trying to recruit me from the start. Um, so this is really funny because it's it was 1998 when I transferred down to San Diego State. Nice. And a few of my buddies that I still talk to, uh, I'll never forget because they were, you know, asking me, hey, who's your team? Who's your team? And I'd say, you know, I don't really have a team. I don't watch football that much. Um, and they basically were like, dude, you got to be a Chargers fan. Because right now, and I hear this every year, right now is the best time to be a Chargers Get in fan. when it's hot, man. Let's go. <laughs> uh, okay, why? Okay, why? Uh, because we got this guy, Ryan Leaf, in the draft. <laughs> and we were supposed to get, uh, you know, we, we're like the Colts were supposed to take him. But the Colts were idiots, and they took this guy, Peyton Manning. And we got the best quarterback in the draft. I'll never forget this speech that I got from everybody. Oh my and God. For all the people, man, who are new fans or like weren't watching at the time or just too young. Um, Ryan leaf threw more interceptions than touchdown passes in his career. So just That's, to put that into perspective, right? Definitely so, a different time. Imagine if Justin Herbert threw more interceptions than touchdown passes this season. I mean, people would be going level five. nuts. Yeah. Thank God. Um, but, Thank God that doesn't exist. We're, we're, we're lucky to have a really stud quarterback. 
For sure. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, I started going to the games. Um, I love going to Qualcomm, a.k.a. Jack Murphy Stadium, yep. a.k.a. the Q. I loved the tailgate parties. Um, the atmosphere was so much fun. And I just fell in love with the uniforms. Um, junior sale was unbelievable back in the day. I mean, even though we had, I mean, in the year 2000, we had a one in 15 season. He yeah. was still going 180 miles per hour out there. So I grew a lot of respect for him. Um, and I just enjoyed going to the games. And then we all know in the you know early 2000s, they turned things around with LT, Drew Brees, Antonio Gates, Quentin Jammer, you name it. So yeah, totally. um, that became a really fun time for you know Chargers football. Yeah, I kind of forget that Junior was on the ter- those really rough late '90s teams because that was my yeah. entrance. Like watching him play and like his like celebrations and just say how energy was next level. Yeah. So that's that's funny. I for- totally forgot that aspect you, of it. Well, do you remember uh, Ryan Leaf like really lost it when a press? You know, there was a news reporter in, in the, the locker room. room yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like Junior Sale, you know, came Sa- over. You he know, saved the day. That, that's he right. Grabbed him. He's like, yeah, chill out, chill out young guy yeah um but you know obviously we know ryan leaf in hindsight was you know dealing with a lot of demons and you know wasn't prepared for what what he was up against um and he's doing really well now so that's that's great but man it was a train wreck back in the day yeah those your buddies (laughs) were way off um but it took a little while but sometimes yeah too sorry uh sometimes when people complain about you know the current state of the chargers I always say to him, listen, man, in like the 2000 season, we were one and 15. Okay. It was painful saying that you were a Chargers fan back then. No, for sure. And it's, hey, we're (laughs) two winning seasons with Coach Staley and people are calling for his head. I just like winning seasons. I'm just glad to be back and they're consistent. And seems like there's like an upper trajectory with Coach and what he's trying to do. So, Obviously, that season didn't end the way we wanted it to, and it it was yeah. really a bummer the way it went down, and a one half of football kind of crushed us. What were your kind of feelings when the game was over, and kind of, you know, how did you get out of whatever funk you were in, and then what are you kind of looking forward to, you know, this offseason? You know, for me, um, it was just pure exhilaration the first half. Oh, yeah. Um, I was so so blown away with with Asante getting three interceptions. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, I thought there's uh, absolutely no way that we're losing this game. We're up 27. Um, all we really need to do is just get one more touchdown in the second half. I had a little bit of a little nervous feeling when they scored right before the half. Yeah. Um, but again, I was very confident. Like, okay, we're going to, we got this handled. Um, it was shock, man. It was just like total shock. And then it turned into, this is what we do, man. Like, this is what the, happens to the Chargers. It's so frustrating. Um, you know, one thing that Staley said that he was wrong about in his end-of-the-year press conference, he said, um, I'm not going to subscribe to people saying that this is, you know, the Chargers charging up. Um, because what he doesn't understand, he doesn't understand the history, is we've always had great teams. We've always been able to make the postseason but we find these incredible ways to lose, right? Whether yeah. it's Nate Ketting missing those field goals. And Just Nate Ketting me. hit everything, man. The regular season. <laughs> yeah, but he was money. It's everything in the post. It's like, what? Yeah, it was wasn't it against Rex Ryan Jets team? I think that was the game. It was just like, yeah. oh my God. I remember having a Jets yeah. friend and he was so annoying. I still remember that guy to this day. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, we can sit here probably the entire interview and think of ways that we have just come up with creative new 
devastating ways to lose. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't necessarily so shocked by it because it's happened before. And I think from there, I just literally had to decompress for a little bit by myself and then remind myself, listen, this is my team. I'm going to support this team no matter what. Right. I did not think that we were going to advance past the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals because Mike Williams um, was basically out. Right. So I didn't think that we could go on a Super Bowl run without him. I think we needed Mike Williams anyway. Yeah. Um, so what's the difference if we lose right now or in the next week uh, in Kansas City? Because I don't think that we could have I don't think we could have beat the Chiefs. I really don't. Um, but as I was watching that game, you know, Mahomes, man, he really sprained his ankle and was hobbling, hobbling around. And I'm like, damn, you know, maybe Bosa and Khalil could have just taken him out and we could have yeah. won this game. But but, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, um, you know, it ended. And then uh, just like the brisket broads always post. Hey, man, football's fun. You know, at the end of the day, this is a game. We're just really, you know, it's a passion because I enjoy watching it. Um, if we don't win the Super Bowl this year, let's get it next year. Yeah. So no, get over it. You get over it. For me, I, I literally timed it. I was like, okay, when did I start falling apart? And when did I f could get my mind off of it? And it was 48, 49 hours is the exact yeah. amount of time I needed to brush it off and move on. So everyone yeah. does it differently, but we're, you know, we're on, we're in the off season now. We're, we're, you know, going to have to figure out what this is. We're interviewing head offensive coordinators because we got to replace a um, offensive coordinator and a QB coach. So, you know, what do you want to see this team do to get better on offense? So the thing that always really drives me crazy, and I saw this a lot with Anthony Lynn is sometimes coaches come in and they say, listen, Here's what I'm going to do. And they don't really think about the players that we have or the strengths or weaknesses that we have. So Anthony Lynn, he wanted to run the ball, right? He wanted to run it, run it, run it. When our running game was not our strength. Um, for me, what I want to see, and I think Lombardi really lacked in this area too, is what's our advantage, right? What does Bill Belichick do? He always looks for advantages and disadvantages, and then he doubles down on that. So he tries to take away another team's strength, like Keaton Allen is always his favorite defensive target. So I want an offensive coordinator that's going to come in and say, listen, Justin Herbert is a freak of nature in the sense that he can roll out of the pocket, he can throw 40, 50, 60-yard bombs, and he is smart enough and quick enough to basically look at the entire field. Now, how do we use that to our advantage? Because the checkdowns, man, I wanted to vomit every time I saw a checkdown. There's a lot. Um, it's, I felt like at least 60 to 80% of our offensive plays were checkdowns. I don't know what the number is, but man, it was way too many. There's a lot. And it was, it was just like, come on, unleash the beast, man. You know, so I think this also kind of goes in play with. Telesco needs to go out there and find some speed because we do need somebody like Tyreek Hill on our team. Imagine if we had Tyreek right now. And I, I honestly, man, shook my head when I heard both Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco go, you know, speed isn't that big a deal. Um, what? <laughs> Mind blown. I'm sorry, man. I disagree with what they said, because if you add speed not only do people have to respect who's running down the field, but it opens up the run game, right? Because now you're spreading the floor a little bit. So to me, it's really important for one, we got to get more speed uh, at the wide receiver position. And then two is we got to find an, a coordinator who can understand that he has Justin Herbert, who is not like any other quarterback in the league. This guy has an arm. He can throw some serious bombs. 
I want to see 40, 50 yard attempts every quarter. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, we got to, I, I agree with the speed thing, but it's also, you know, you don't want to do the Raiders thing where you go out the stopwatch and you pick the fastest guy. We got to get a guy that can work and, right. you know, be as a good football player, not just fast. So I'm with you on that. Yep. I'm, I'm excited to see what this draft is going to be because there's so many different ways they could go. Listen, anything that has, we don't want to do what the Raiders do is like automatic. Right? Just do the opposite do of what the Raiders do. <laughs> yes, the opposite of whatever they're doing, do the other F- thing. It will be successful. You are, man. And, yeah. you know, like we were talking earlier, man. Like, I grew up in Los Angeles. Most of my friends are all Raiders fans. So I never yeah. hear the end of it from those guys. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely can't stand the Raiders. And yeah. I don't want to replicate anything those guys do. I love seeing them just have a really, really tough season. Yeah. And, you know, Asta La Vista, Derek Carr. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. I'm curious send what them, they're going to do, too. Yeah, send them to a horrible team. Send them to the Browns or something. I don't Texans know. Texans would be great. I'd, lo- I'd love <laughs> Texans, to see them on yeah. the Texans. That'd be awesome. So let's yeah. get you out of here on this, brother. You know, yeah. your best Charger memory. What is something that really stands out to you from all your years of being a Charger fan? That's such a hard question to um, answer. I've heard you ask this before. So I'll, I'll give you two because I've thought about two specific ones. One, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a Charger game more than actually watching Phillip Rivers in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. You know, um, that game, man, where he's hobbling around on a torn ACL and he was a hero, man. Like, you probably see my hat. I got the Phillip Rivers signed helmet. People talk trash about Phillip Rivers. I'm like, get out of my house, man. You are not welcome. Um, cause that's I my, that's my man. guy, dude. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I don't care if he didn't win one. Okay. If we had good kickers and good defense and good coaching, we would have won one with him. Anyway, I digress. Um, I love that game. I was hopping off my couch. I was fist pumping the whole time. The second one. So, um, I was born in New York. Um, most of my family, they're either giants or jets fans. And so I bought tickets last, uh, season to the giants game. And I like to sit as low as I can uh, behind the field goal post. And I had like first row, right? Right behind the field goal post. And watching the play, I thought the Guyton was at the Guyton pass. Yeah. And I'll tell you, right? I was (laughs) surrounded by Giants fans that were talking trash to me the whole time, right? They were saying Uh that Herbert's not a top five quarterback. I said, stop smoking because you guys don't even have a quarterback you can even brag about, right? So I'm, I'm back and forth with these guys. All of a sudden, Justin comes out of that pocket and just in the air like a freaking massive shuttle. And I'll never forget, man. I stood up. I grabbed my dad, right? I took my dad. And my dad had literally just got – he was dealing with dialysis because he had a bad kidney. He had just had a kidney transplant and he's doing well, thank God. Good. But at the time, he was going through dialysis, so he was pretty weak. So – um, it was a it was a real journey for him to get, you know, from the parking to the SoFi down to the bottom level. So he manned up, went to the game with me. We're watching the Giants. And that that pass, man, we both grabbed each other and we're like standing up, standing up, standing up. And at the cor- very bottom of my eyesight, I see Guyton and I yelled out, Guyton! <laughs> Completion. And when he stood up, literally Jalen just looked right in our direction. And oh, my dad awesome. and I... Or like, can you believe that was the greatest pass in history I think I've ever seen in person. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. And I just high five my dad so hard and we got the best view of that coming straight at us. So, That's so to badass. me, that was like, I'll never forget that. It was the greatest throw, man, in NFL history. I'm convinced. 
I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's people people <laughs> talk about that. People talk about wins and all this stuff, but people keep coming back to this one throw in this one game against a team that wasn't very good, but it was so magnificent and showed what this guy yeah. can do. It was like the okay, he's here. This was like the I'm here throw. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's why I say get a coordinator that's not afraid to get him out of the pocket. He's gonna run more, he's gonna throw those 40, 50, 60 yard bombs because um, Herbert can do that, and I don't think anyone else in the league can do it as good as him. So we got to take advantage of that now. Love it. Well, hopefully we'll find out pretty quick who the no- new OC is, and we'll get rolling, man. Yeah. So, Barnaby, it was such a pleasure meeting you, man. Love your energy. Yeah, I, you know, this was awesome. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, man, I love your podcast, and what you guys do is so great, man. It keeps me occupied when I'm driving uh, all around Ventura, L.A., and Santa Barbara. So thank you guys for doing what you do means a lot, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, let's stay in touch and uh, let's have a good off season, man. Let's get stronger. Sounds good. All right, man. Talk, up. talk to you later. Bolt up. Well, what a fan focus to start off this off season. Barnaby. My thank man. you so much. Yeah. Giving Craig yeah. some love, giving him some. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. And you got the you got the hoodie on. You got the Philip Rivers hat. You got the no. signed Justin he's Herbert a, he's jersey. A, he's a guy. He's, he's, a, a, he's a Charger Jack. He's the man, guy, dude. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the one of my guys. Yeah, yeah. I love no, it, dude. He's, he's super fun. He's he's been he's a diehard, and he lives up in Ventura. He's just a really cool guy. So, um, yeah, I'd love to go to a game with him. That's for sure. Because oh, that would yeah. be a good time. Yeah. Well, he's clearly a good luck charm with uh, Jalen Guyton catching Let's that pass, go. man. Like. What a what a place to be to to witness a historical catch like yeah, that. Man. That was pretty awesome. So, uh, Barnaby, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with Kev. Thanks, Again, bro. great fan focus to start the offseason. Uh, now let's move it on to the guy that Barnaby was just talking about here. You know him. You love him. It's the Craig Experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Hey, everybody. It's been over a week now. Had some time to digest the end of the Chargers season. Was not pretty. But it was one hell of a ride. So... Gotta appreciate that. Never a dull moment with this team. But here I am. I've returned with our first off-season edition of the Craig Experience. You know, I figure why not just take this time out to give my recap of the season the way I saw it through these four eyes. Nothing long and drawn out. Little synopsis. Just quick and dirty. How would I label the Chargers 2022 season? Yeah. A little tumultuous. You look at it from what some of the major themes injuries we're accustomed to that as Chargers fans right we've had more than our fair share of backbreaking that's probably not the best term to use <sighs> sorry Mike Williams um just 
heartbreaking situations and losses of guys on the team that were huge contributors and it's almost always the stars. The football guys are very rarely kind to this team when it comes to injury luck. But, of course, it had a huge bearing on the season, although teams still finished with double-digit wins through it all. Found their stride a little bit towards the end of the season. There are certain key factors that played into that. But outside of that, from a performance standpoint, saw a lot of the guys that were used to doing their thing offensively. 10 is 10. 30 ways handled his business once again. Still don't know why that dude can't make a Pro Bowl. Uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in the sparse times that we did see them on the field did what they do. Uh, Gerald Everett, big plays. And, um, you know, overall, there were some very good things. Defensively, again, didn't get to see what Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa looked like for a season across from each other. Um, but you had some guys that stood out and maybe earned themselves some new contracts. Hopefully they get to stick around like Mr. Morgan Fox. He was an unsung hero. Alohi Gilman showed a lot of growth. Uh, saw some spurts there when Derwin was out. He came in and filled in quite admirably. It was a pretty significant contributor. And uh, you saw what that playoff game looked like. Who got the start? wasn't Nasir Adderley, so kind of gives you an idea of how his future with the Chargers uh, looks like it's going to go or end, potentially. But, you know, Derwin out there doing Trabian things when he was on the field. We didn't get to see J.C. Jackson really hardly at all. And um, some of the offseason pickups, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, was definitely a key cog in the middle of the defense. And Big Fade, Braden Fajoko, got the opportunity to be a regular starter, which is what a lot of us have been clamoring for for a while. Let's look past the circumstances in which it had to happen and just be happy that it did. Because moving forward, I think he will be a nice piece in that defensive front. Next year when the guys are back healthy and firing it on all cylinders, you know, God willing, we have much better injury luck. I'm going to have some pretty solid depth up front, I believe. Special teams was actually special this year. Finished in the top 10, I think, what were they ranked overall? Somewhere in the 5-7 to seven range, something like that. So Ryan Ficken, who huge addition to the coaching staff. Good on you, sir. We appreciate you having, uh, having you here. And Dicker the Kicker. Provided some real excitement there. I think what he only missed two kicks this year. But, I mean, that guy's had one hell of a ride. He's actually from right here in Austin. He went to UT. So I saw him perform in college. And it's really, you know, cool experience to get them, get to see him play for my favorite professional team. So, you know, while there were some big standouts, there were some questions. Some questionable coaching decisions, you know. It's not perfect, clearly. You know, first round exit. We're not even going to talk about the game in any detail because nobody wants to relive that nightmare. But, you know, Brandon Staley, a little bit of a bumpy road, more questionable choices. And I know a lot of folks out of there wanted his head. But, 
could have told you, and I think I warned some of you guys, it is not the Chargers modus operandi to uh, clip coaches while there's still a significant amount of time left on their contracts. Unless the team completely got flipped upside down, I'm talking like horrible losing record, there was no way Staley was going to get the axe. And we did see a certain somebody who was let go of, or a few certain somebodies. But there's no more Joe Lombardi. The, the bad, bad man is gone. And I know a lot of us are happy about that. Of course, no one wants to or should be cheering a person losing their job. I mean, you know, everyone needs to make a living. They have families and want to cheer for that person to be successful and uh, continue moving forward in life. Their well-being matters. So let's not be those types of people, but just not the right fit for the Chargers. And I think it became painfully obvious throughout the year. And uh, some of that had to do with play calling. Some of it had to do with personnel. There's enough blame to go around. But, Joe, hopefully wherever you end up, you land on your feet. Got a weird feeling somehow he's going to be back with Sean Payton somewhere at some point. But, eh, who knows? Uh, Shane Day. Which threw me off a little bit just because of the type of coach that uh, Brandon Staley is looking for in regards to the offensive scheme moving forward. Someone from the Shanahan tree and Mr. Day came from the Niners. Seemed like it made sense, but who knows what level of progression he had in his tenure and what he actually brought to the table for Justin. So uh, there were a couple other moves made. Mr. Will Hoyt on the defensive side kind of feel like I have a general idea of why that might have happened. May have been some development issues with one particular linebacker who played much better this season in spurts, but maybe didn't have the type of leap that they're looking for for a first round draft pick that you traded up for to get. But we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. These are all just assumptions. Overall, in the grand scheme of things, pretty tumultuous year. I mean, there were the ups, the downs. When it was good, it was great, man. When it was bad, it was the crapper. But here's what we have to look forward to and maybe a little something to rejoice about. Seems like the Chargers are doing their due diligence when looking for a new offensive coordinator to help our boy Herbert. And hopefully whoever comes in will help to establish something that I've been clamoring for because me, yes, my old school self, am a purist when it comes to football. And I believe in building through the trenches on both sides of the ball, playing fantastic defense and establishing a solid run game. I know it's a passing league now, but there's always a time and place for a great running game, especially in the postseason when you have to travel on the road. Hell, even when you're not on the road and you're at home and you get steamrolled by a visiting opponent who has a really good running back and figured out that uh, it was necessary to win the game in some snow. Dang, Bills, man. Sucks for y'all. Anyway, but yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for this team to grow. 
with some adjustments in the scheme. Another year under Staley's belt. Hopefully there's some lessons learned there moving forward. Makes him a better coach. Uh, get a new innovative offensive mind in. Personally, to me, doesn't have to be an innovator. It could be someone with some tenure. Even someone who used to coach for the team. Call plays. I'm not going to throw many names out there because I don't want to have to try to play favorites. I'm going to try to be an open book about this because I ultimately just want the team to be better. I want the product on the field to reflect all the hype off of it. And uh, I know a lot of us are still feeling sour. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in a weird place because I love my team. I just want to see it work on the field, right? I'm like the rest of y'all. Uh, and I'm sure as the weeks and months move on, we get into draft season, the hype will get back to a fever pitch. Because y'all know I love draft season. You know I like looking at prospects and looking at guys that I feel like that would be really great for the Chargers. The worst part about it is a lot of those guys have a tendency to go to division rivals and end up having to cheer against them. And I'm super conflicted because I got this attachment to them. I'll try not to do that this year. But yes. Looking on down the road, time to start doing some research. Looking at what I personally think will help fill some holes on this team roster-wise. And hopefully the front office is looking at this too. Building some quality depth for some, of course, inevitable injuries that will come. It's football. It happens. And if anyone knows that, Chargers fans do. But again, could be much worse much much worse you could like not have a franchise quarterback you could be well, I'm not gonna like crap on any teams man you know I'm gonna try to be less trolly this offseason it's gonna be hard let me try um but the team has a lot of top level pieces man they just have to build around it and uh, hopefully the focus really is to make an offense that complements Jay Herbo because the kid shouldn't have to do it all on his own. No quarterback should. Team game. And I think he'll be better for it. Uh, some new contributors next year, some guys that maybe weren't as much in the fold this season find themselves in uh, roles that are uh, to the point where we believe they should be. So, uh, yo, that's it for me. Uh, hell of a year. I'm not going anywhere. Still be here. Uh, as we kind of move along into the offseason, there'll be more to cheer for, more to be happy about. But until then, I will have to watch the remainder of the playoffs and the Super Bowl because I love football. With a little bit of hate in my heart about it. Because as much as I enjoy the sport, it's much better when the Chargers are a part of things. That is it for me. Thank you guys for joining me here in this free therapy session. Uh, my office hours are... No, I'm just joking. Uh, but till the next time, man, y'all know who it is. Mr. Bullganger Do Not Bang, a.k.a. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 over on Twitter. And get charged to the game going a little bit more this offseason. Try to build on that. It's been a wacky year, man, time-wise. Uh, but I'm going to recommit to that, so be on the lookout. 
But uh, like I said before, appreciate y'all. Thanks for sticking it out through the year, through the good and the bad. Guys, of course, thank you. And um, to the rest of the squad, man. Rest of the boat gang. Love y'all. Catch y'all on the next one. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, thank you, Craig, for Thanks, Craig. starting the off season off right, man. Yeah. Right. We're with you, dude. Like, hey, this is it's an exciting time right now. Yes, there were ups and downs. Yes, there were questionable decisions that occurred, but we're not going hey, anywhere. Man, not going anywhere, folks. No. Sorry. Time for homework. Let's let's study up on who we got next. <laughs> That's right. Like Craig is our guy when it comes to the draft. What players we should draft or who we should look <laughs> yeah. at. I I defer to Craig. So um, me too. Looking forward to see what uh, what players you talk about here, Craig, and what guys we can potentially look forward to when it comes to comes to draft day. So, uh, Greg, again, thank you, man, as always, Thanks, brother. Um, and now it's time to go on to the next segment. Ask Bolt Fam. Let's see how many people are feeling good right now, or let's go healed enough to ask a question. So, let's go. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> guys go jam a thumb up his bottle that's what you do <laughs> i wet myself in excitement oh so hungry your thoughts are like totally appreciated <laughs> catch you later dude love you, boy that's right folks time for ask bolt fam first one of the off season we started off with hangry seth hangry who asked the question arriba arriba i got a speedy question for you amigos which backup qb will stay or will both leave arriba arriba till next time ftr <laughs> <laughs> oh, Speedy. Ah, Speedy. I, we talked about it a little earlier. I think it's going to be Easton Stick will stay. Um, I think there's got to be some kind of consistency for Justin, not like a whole new quarterback coach, a whole new offensive coordinator, two brand new quarterbacks sitting in the room with him. Like, I think you keep one of them, and I think it makes more sense to, to keep Easton Stick at this point, especially with Lombardi departing. At least keep the QB room consistent. A little bit, yeah. At least yeah, some, somebody can show up to work and be like, "What's up? Hey, I remember you. Yeah, I remember you. Hey, hey, I'm gonna sit had, next to you. We had some good times. Remember yeah. that? Remember that? Uh, How was your summer vacation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I mean, who? Which one? Did you say Kevin? Easton, Easton? Stick. Easton. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Easton would probably be the most financially sound yeah, quarterback to, yeah. to get. <laughs> um, yeah. But. I mean, what what is the real negative to not bringing Easton back either and just drafting you a drafted quarterback? Late round guy. Yeah, you're basically getting you're another version him. of him who hasn't been with Justin his whole career, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, does I don't know the the answer. That's why I'm asking. Like, is the backup quarterback like is that really somebody that like helps Herbert, or are they more just like the break the glass? quarterback that like if god forbid something happens to your starting quarterback like okay well we got another guy back here like what what do they bring to the table the last two years since justin was so young i do think they help you a lot like breaking down film even just like how where to get treatment and like what to do on your off days i think that those guys can offer a lot um now that he's a little bit more seasoned in the league going into year four Mm mm-hmm I think it's a it's a guy that he likes to hang out with that he gets along with in the QB room and they travel together like they're around each other a ton. So yeah, um, a guy that can get the job done when he's called upon, but also I think it, I think it, I think there is something to say about Justin like getting along with the guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, hey, if whatever helps Justin, I am all for. So yeah, if that yeah, means exactly. keeping Easton stick, 
throw the guy a, a contract and call it a day. So, um, all right. Hangry Seth, thank you for asking the question. Uh, moving on now to Harith. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? Oh, geez, Rick. Who's one player you would cut and who's one player you would resign ASAP? Oh. So is this guys that are have contracts or are these like, can we use yeah. unrestricted free? We can't use free agents. I would take it as cutting a guy is under contract. Okay. Not re-signing, re-signing as a guy that's, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm cutting Trey McKitty and overhauling our entire tight end room. Because he, he was brought in to be a blocking tight end and he's not that amazing at it either. I, that's a bummer draft pick that we mm-hmm. spent on him. Um, but he just hasn't come to fruition yet. So that would be the, the cut, my first cut. I think looking at the cap and looking at the way the guy has kind of trended, I think Matt Filer, I would be okay with with saving the money on that contract and mm-hmm. bumping Jamari down to that left guard spot and being pretty confident in his career as a guard. Um, and a guy I want to resign ASAP is Kyle Vinoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For personal reasons. <laughs> yeah. Because he's your friend. Yeah, he's my friend. So I don't know. I think there's something about you, Tranquil, dude. He was also a leader in there, a younger guy. For sure. So for well, that's not somebody I wouldn't want also. My first pick is just Kyle Van Noy. Right. Who's yeah. he's he asked for one player? Kyle Van Noy is the Kyle one Van player. Yeah, that's my what, guy. What yeah, you, I can't Wilda? think of I can't think of who to cut. And the only one I say this because we didn't get to see it from this year, and I don't know what the ramifications are. So when I say this name, don't go like, but Adam. Wool dog. Adam. He's, he's got a. Oh, he's got to affect you should, God, I know. Real that's name. what I got. Adam. <laughs> oh, no. Huh? <laughs> he used his full name. Um, James. <laughs> and I and I also say this, you know, respectfully, because the guy got injured is JC Jackson. That's the only one that I say that, like, okay, we threw a, a ton of money at this guy. Didn't you could get, get all your money production. back. You get if, all your- if that's the case, I don't know that that's the case. I know guys have guaranteed money. So I don't know how much he's guaranteed. I don't know what that does to the cap. So that could be the worst answer in the world. And again, and I hate saying it to a guy that just got injured, you know, and we didn't get a chance to see him play after giving him his big contract, but maybe cutting him. And then I would agree with Kyle Van Noy. I think that the amount of sacks that guy had, that guy had a sack every game in the last five games of the season. So, well, but the question is like, we love Kyle. I love Kyle. We all love Kyle, but I love Lamp. There are guys here that are <laughs> starters that Kyle Van Noy, not necessarily a starter, once all our guys are healthy. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there a guy you really want back that would step in and be like right away, like number one on the field for like 90% of the plays? Does that make a difference to you, or are you still going with your boy? I don't think we have any of those guys. You think Drew is? Well, I, I, dude, honestly, with the way that we treated Kaiser White last year, I just don't have any confidence that we're going to pay a linebacker money. Yeah, I really don't. Wow, good like, point. Kaiser had a way career to open that year. old wound. Yeah, he had a career <laughs> year. The Eagles offered him barely anything, and we clearly offered him nothing. Mm. So that's just not a position that we value whatsoever. Is that middle linebacker spot? We figure we can get it in the draft, or just kind of continue to develop the guys behind whoever we have. So yeah, I, like I said, I want Drew Tranquil back for sure. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick one to resign right now, I would like Kyle Vinoy. Yeah. 
I think right. we need depth at the pass rushing position. Yeah, totally. Right. And see what Kyle was. A, we don't have Kyle was originally picked up to be a middle. Like they all of all of the off season in, in like practice, he was playing middle linebacker. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone got hurt, and they had to bump him out. So he also has that. He has that versatility to play on the inside and the outside. There you go. He has the leadership. Um, yeah, that's just the guy that I I would want first. All right. Well, there you go, Harith. Harith. Thank you for asking the question. It's better when you say it with a lisp. Harith. <laughs> hey, it's Harith <laughs> 10. Yeah. Um, thank you for asking the question. Let's Thanks, move sir. it on now to Juan, Gom- oh, Juan Gomez 69. <laughs> nice. Fresh. <laughs> Who asked the question? What'll happen to Storm Norton next year? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, you're going to kill him? Oh, God. No, not kill him. He's going to cut him. Your scissors. Uh, <laughs> I just think I had a prop. I had to use it. It was right there looking at me. That's perfect. I'm yeah. glad you had him so close by. He's yeah. a free agent. Isn't he an unrestricted yeah. free agent? Yeah. 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 Or he's just going to walk. You know, you don't have to really yeah, cut him. Just, you can just let him walk. Yeah. You don't have to be so scary. Walk. Yeah. <laughs> walk out of here. Walk out of the building. Um, yeah. Considering that. We we put Foster Sorrell in before we put Multiple Storm Norton in. Was, yeah. Yeah. Storm didn't play much after they decided to go with uh, um, at the very beginning of the year. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they kind of he teased off. So uh, great name, which is crazy that he was our starting right tackle last. I year. know that's what we lost ago. that Raider game at the end of the season. He was like the, the, one of the sole reasons why that fell apart. And ha- there's no protection for Justin. Boy, we and are then, opening a lot of old wounds in this episode. Feeling fresh. <laughs> that's what that's what fandom is. You always go back and relive the pain. <laughs> Remember this one. Ah! <laughs> Remember this. Ah! Ah! Yeah. It feels so good. Go team. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Juan Gomez, thank you for asking the question. Uh, moving on now to Coffee of the Morning, and shout out to Zool420, going with Coffee of the Morning. Certified who Fresh. The, oh, who asked the question? Certified. Gun to your head. Speedy, shifty receiver, stud tight end, or stud edge in the first round. I think you're getting the number one tight end at 21. I think once you, that that's the thing that's tough when you're that far back in the draft, like yeah. stud edge, the top probably three edge rushers, two edge rushers are off the off the table, and probably the better shifty re- receivers. I think you're getting the best of the best tight ends at 21, and that's also a position that blocks, and we need more of that. That's for me. I'll take the stud tight end. It's a good argument. Wool dog, what do you think? I mean. I would have I would have leaned towards speedy shifty receiver. Um, I feel like Justin Herbert can throw it down the field, and we need somebody that can be there to catch the ball when he's chucking it down the field. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean I would have I would have said that had I not you know talked to you guys earlier and had you made the arguments for getting a stud tight end. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we asked too much of Gerald Everett, you know, as far as like having a, a a team that was as banged up as we were, that should the guys be healthy, that Gerald Everett can be better productive. I mean, the guy still had, I think he had the most receptions in his, of his career this mm-hmm. last season. Yep. So most touchdowns um, too. And touchdowns. So but like, is that a product to him or is that a product to Justin? Like if you get right. a really stud tight end in here, can you improve those numbers? Are we gonna have a better run game? 
Sure. questions. Absolutely. Everett's not going anywhere either. He's on this roster right now unless they do something with him. Right. Well, that could be a guy that you could talk about cutting if you wanted to cut somebody. Um, So I, I would now, having talked to you guys, I would say stud tight end, but if the stud tight end wasn't there, I would say speedy shifty receiver and an Uh edge in the first round. I mean, I know that, I don't know, there could be arguments made for all three of these positions. So I I feel like, I feel like on the offensive side, those are the two areas that we need to need to give Herbert some more help. Uh, I just want a freaking like, I want a gate. I know we're not going to find a gate, but I want a you want Hunter Henry back. I want a I think Kelsey. That was, I know Hunter, Hunter Henry. We made a been. terrible. We made a terrible decision letting, letting Hunter Henry walk. Yeah. Just so bad. But yeah, I I would do. I would take a stud tight end at twenty one. Like, don't you want to right, Kev? I just think you're going to get. That's the best value you're going to get at 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 twenty one. Is that stud probably number one? Like we got Hunter Henry at the top of the second. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where those guys are going. I would I would love to have the guy of the next five six years at tight end. Um, we, we just need to be careful because this is also the kind of area where we picked, you know, you know his name. He's a Raider now. This is that kind of range where you're like, you, you hit or miss. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Feel me? He will not be named. He will not be named. <laughs> he shall not be named. Yeah. Um. All right. Coffee of the morning and Zool420. Thank you guys for asking the question. Let's move on now to shitting out posts. <laughs> Certified fresh. Who asked the question? Can we please? Focus on our offensive and defensive lines this offseason. Hoo-ha. Games <laughs> are won up front. And I think it's safe to say we all learned the importance of running the ball to close out fourth quarters. Are you with me? Hoo-ha. 100,000% with you yes. shitting out posts. <laughs> Great Could not name, be by the more line Always. With you. That's what I always want to address is both lines consistently. Like, just make sure that those are solid and then get to the rest later. Mm-hmm. That just needs to be first priority. Yeah. Keep Justin safe. That's what we need. Give him just a few, give him another second and a half. You have one of these guys that's not top in speed, can get where you needed to go, get him down the field a little further. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, start with the offensive line. Don't put, you know, the cart before the horse. You know what I mean? The horse is the offensive line. Let's get him up front. Set him up, get him all the bells and whistles, the good harnesses, all the stuff he needs to to lead us. And we need that we need a good offensive line. It's just a fact. And we have a good one. We've drafted back to back offensive linemen in the first round. Well, yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. So that being we drafted a stud in the fifth. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like given our perfect. Given our position, we're drafting 21st in the draft. Stud tight end first round, lineman second. Is that the idea? So yeah, you could thinking. probably get an interior defensive lineman at 21-2 if there's a stud there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to be able to get the the maybe I don't know. It's so hard. I freaking hate the draft so much. <laughs> like you could get a good right tackle at 21, probably. Yeah. You know, it's all gonna depend on who's there and how they fit into like personality-wise, how they fit with the Chargers and what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody from Notre Dame at a good position, that's who we're drafting. <laughs> that's, that's the, tight end. Is. That's the, the guy. Yeah. No, but I, there's a part of me that whenever we're picking later in the draft, like the back half, mm-hmm. I'm always like that sec that second round, like, come on, let's go up. Let's go up. Let's just do something, package something, get up there, get, you know, closer to that first round with one of those picks. <laughs> like, it feels like that's our team right now. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like we need some more like guys that are going to make an impact right away. And there's no guarantee from the third round on with Tommy T 
that that's going to work. You know, you look at JT Woods. He didn't play at all, and he was a third-round pick. Right. So we'll see. We will have to wait and see. Shitting out posts, but thank you for asking the question. <laughs> awesome name. Fantastic name. Let's move it on now to Tarike. Tarike Fresh. Is that a V or a Y? That's an R. No, the, the <laughs> oh, end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's an R. <laughs> Tarikav. 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 Who asked the question? Why didn't we fire our coach? We did. We fired two of them. Yeah. I think he means Three the head them. coach. <laughs> I don't, I, I am not getting on this fire Staley bandwagon. I'm not. No. I'm, I'm just not no. doing it. It's, no. It's so why, why aren't you? It's too why, early to why? jump ship. It really is. Yeah. Like, I, I still have confidence in what he's doing. He hasn't had a losing season yet. We're, we're improving every year. Right. If we would have stepped back from year one, that's when you start having that conversation. Right. But we didn't. We're moving up, and he dealt with so many freaking injuries last season. I want to see what he can do when we're healthy and we have better play calling on offense. Right. Because I really yeah. do think his defense can be freaking awesome. Um, if he can just get these guys on the same page, they're going to be another year playing together. Hopefully a lot of them return. And I, I think, I don't know. I'm not ready to like start fresh with somebody new. And I, there's no way Sean Payton was going to come to us. There's no, no way Tom Telesco and this ownership was going to give up draft picks for a coach and yeah. pay $20 million not a year for Not ever going to happen, dude. I, right. I'm, I'm Shamelessly positive, but I am very realistic in that sense of what this ownership's pat like track record has been, and it's not been anything like that in any way, shape, or form. Right, right, yeah. I mean, and the argument can be said that like, oh, well, the ownership is being cheap by not going after Sean Payton. It's like, okay, well, hang on a second. We're not talking about a coach that just had a Nathaniel Hackett type season and got fired in his first year or anything like that. We're talking about two winning seasons. Okay, just barely not miss making the playoffs last year and punching our ticket this year, but not going very far. It's not just about winning games necessarily, although that is obviously a huge part of it. But it's we've talked about it before. Like, what culture is a head coach going to bring to this team? And right now, the amount of guys that have been talking about Staley, amount of players and other peers that have been talking about Staley and what it is that he's bringing to this team. It is much more than that. And so it's more of an investment into a guy that has really kind of changed how the team is considered. And I I think you can't really put a price tag on that. And just going out and throwing money at another coach who had, you know, some success with another team. It's like, hey, man, Staley had went nine and eight and then we went 10 and seven like we're going in the right direction. Like you don't fire a guy because of that. It's like, yeah, mistakes are going to be made. Mistakes are made by every team. It's not every year. It's not a good investment. Like Kyle said a couple episodes ago, it's not a good investment to bail on it before it matures. Like we're close to seeing a possible maturity from this. Don't leave yet. Don't jump ship and buy some other stock that is expensive, but may not perform as high as this thing could be, you know? Yeah, the thing that Kyle said in that last episode that made me go like, oh, man, please don't, is like, if you let Staley go and he goes and is successful with another team. head coaching somewhere else right after he's let go. Yeah, like, I don't want that at all to see him then be successful with another team. Like, you got to, you know, go through some of the bumps here in the first early years and like, hey, man, it's coming. Like, we, it very well could have come this year and it didn't. So we're making the changes. 
we we all saw the mistakes in the offensive coordinator position, you know, the play calls that we were seeing. Guess what? Now it's fixed. So we're well, or at least it will be once we pick a new offensive coordinator. So um yeah, no, that you can't you can't do that. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um all right. Tarkev, thank you for asking the question. Welcome. Let's, don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. Let's move on now to Unanimous, who asked the question, hmm. has Staley lost your trust? And should he not be the play caller on defense and simply manage the team? He seems overwhelmed, leading to big mistakes. Uh, number one, no, he hasn't lost our trust. Uh, like, yeah. But the question of uh, should he not be the play caller on defense uh, and simply manage the team. Uh, what what do you think about that, Kyle? When it says, you know, when he says that, like, I'm going to call plays, do you think that that diverts his attention from other more important matters? Or do you think that, like, you know what? He knows what he wants to build with this defense. He knows the plays that he wants to call. And so, yeah, he should call the plays. Um, I think it can. It can absolutely take your focus away. Mm-hmm. And it probably has in his first two years being a head coach. I think it was probably not wise in his first year to be ever having ever been a head coach also be a play caller. Um, but that, I mean, obviously just my opinion, yeah. it, it, you do get lost in it because mm-hmm. in between series, you're, you're chatting with your assistants, you're talking to players, you're figuring out what you're going to adjust. He doesn't have that privilege, right? He has to be on the sideline watching the offense, seeing if they got to call timeout or how they want to manage just that and the other, or, I don't know. There's just, there's so much going on all at once that it probably, you have to hire guys that you really, really, really trust for offense and special teams because you can't be as invested in those things. Like putting in a pra- a game plan for the defensive side of the football, not just overseeing it, but being the one that does it, that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. So I don't know. I, I think that there's enough that a head coach has to do that you should have a DC and an OC calling the plays. Um, but a lot of head coaches are like control. That's why they're coaches. They like to sure, be able yeah. to to have their hands more in on what's going on. So it's clearly what he likes to do. I don't think it's going to change. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to get better at being able to balance the two the more he does it. So maybe that's what we'll see continue to get better here. Um, and you know, you know, like that, that, that could influence his fourth down strategy, right? He's just like, uh, I don't know, just go for it. You know, I, I got to do what's going on <laughs> right now, <laughs> figure it out, flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, I got my own problems. You go for it. All right, <laughs> I got Jesus. my own problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> Frazzled. Just, I love that idea. That that's the reason he's just like I'm, he's got a fire extinguisher off the side. He's like, I got my own problems. You take care of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, unanimous. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to House of Hain. Yeah. Who asked the question? I'll say, I'll say, well, dry them tears, son, and be happy that we can get a new OC that'll fix the run game and throw farther than a fart can travel past the line. <laughs> I'll say, would you guys be up to having Frank back? Or should I say, should we go full new as in never tested OC? K, I'll say, K, love you, bye. So we got to look at this in two ways. One, we want do we want him back? He'd probably be a good option, right? He'd be a he'd be a good offensive coordinator. But you got to look at it from his point of view. He was fired by this team 
in 2016. Does he want to Telesco was still the GM at the time, yeah. right? Does yeah. Does he want to come back? How was that departure? Do you, have you been fired before? And then you're like, yep, I'm going to give this another shot with the guy that just fired me. You know what I mean? Like, that's my, <laughs> that's my question is if right. he wants to come here. Right. Um, we'll say, I haven't seen anything about them interviewing him yet. I right. know he's making a whole bunch of money for the next couple seasons because they owe him, they fired him way too early and still owe him like guaranteed money. Oh, but wow. well, I don't know if I would be against it, but I don't think he's coming back, dude. Yeah, I obviously the guy fired in 2016. That's seven years now. The guy has had to obviously learn a lot more about the He's game a head and coach for most head of time. coach and had a lot of success with Philip Rivers, had some success with Carson Wentz. I've seen that plenty. So if the opportunity was there and they interview him and he takes it, great. You know, that that's. So, you know, he's bringing a lot more experience and knowledge that he's now yeah. gained in the time away from us. Um, but yeah, I think it very well could. It'll be awkward for both sides. I mean, for Frank Reich to come back and Tommy T to be like, hey, Frank, what are you, hey, how you been, buddy? What you been you, up to? Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah. yeah. He so, walks in with the middle finger up. <laughs> yeah. Like that. It, it, it's, you know, it's not just about, you know, swallowing your pride and calling a guy up and saying like, Hey, we'd love to have you we back. Made a mistake, but things are different now. I'm changed. I'm going to be different this time <laughs> yeah. around. Okay. There, there is a, there's a, there's an understanding in sports as a coach that if you don't perform, you're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he did not do well the first time around. So he got fired. So I, I think there's a little bit less of that. I think the opportunity to coach a guy like Justin Herbert, you get excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, with weapons like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, but do we want a guy back that we fired? <laughs> you know, like, right. Yeah, yeah. that's the we, idea. Not only did he doesn't want to come back, but we've, you guys were already, most of the people that are like, Frank, Frank, you probably hated him seven years ago. Or, like, or weren't a chart. And all honesty, I'm not like digging at anybody, wasn't a fan at that point in time. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot well, of that, new yeah, fans that's, too. That's, yeah, that, that too. But I'm just saying, like, people that are asking for him to come back, like, you're, I don't know. It's just like, we, I don't know. It just seems kind of silly. I do not want a brand new offensive coordinator. I don't want someone that's never called plays before because that is a insanely large jump up in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I don't know. It might be bigger to go from position coach to play caller than play like caller to head coordinator coach. to head coach. That mm-hmm. It might be an even bigger jump because there's so much. It's all on you. You're you're the one coming up with the game plan executing making the game time adjustments that's a lot so i do not want a fresh never called plays before oc now if they get it game on let's go but that's not what i'm hoping for you want some seasoning some seasoned uh oc i, some I, seasoned I would curlies bet, i'd bet on Small. a guy like lombardi like lombardi he'd done it before and he didn't do it well but i would bet on a guy having learned and gotten better than a guy that's never done it before. And we have no idea what we're going to see. Well, mm. and the thing that I'm curious about too, is like, because you have Justin Herbert, you're going to come in, your floor is going to be a certain level. Like this offense is yeah, going to do expect- this. Well, so expectations are, are out insanely high. But I mean, like he's going, like he had a, you know, rookie of the year season with Anthony Lynn in that offense. Right. So you're, you're going to walk in with like a certain understanding that you're going to be this good, no matter what we right. need somebody that can go up to here. 
And right. that's going to be hard for us to see right off the bat because we do have Justin and he's going to hide some of the faults. So hopefully they hire somebody that can elevate. And I think that's what coach is probably trying to find out when he's interviewing people. Right. Now, and I'm curious, Kyle, if it was a guy that is currently a, a position coach, but maybe had some like offensive coordinator, you know, experience either in college or maybe even yeah, high school. That's fine. That, that, Passes the seven, the eight years there. of playing Madden. Dude, you can <laughs> position codes can hide so hard underneath a good coordinator. Yeah. You, you, you can, you really can just hide and not like you, you don't have to know anything about play calling to be a good position. Just more coach. technique. You have to be able to relate to the guys, be on their good side, coach, good technique and suck up to the coordinator. That's all you got to be able to do. <laughs> and so like, I just don't have faith that all those guys can then jump up and be a, a play caller. It's sure. not that easy. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. Absolutely. Getting keys to a Ferrari and you don't know how to drive. Just got to yeah. be careful. Now, what gear is first? <laughs> yeah. What's a clutch? Just, yeah. I've driven the go-karts at Boomers. So. <laughs> Same idea, right? Yeah. 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 Same yeah. idea. I've played, Matt, I've played Madden, so I got that. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, if I want to hit the X button, which one is that? Who's uh, who's Y? Oh, yeah, who's my Y? <laughs> that governor throw was y, really Justin, holding me throw back. Throw Y. Yeah, that family fun Look, center X, throw governor y. really held me back. I think I can drive this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. House of Pain, thank you for asking the questions. Moving on now to Forever Bolts. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? Kurt Warner seems like a legit dude and knows his stuff. Could he possibly be the Chargers OC in the future? <laughs> Kyle. They want our opinion, Kyle. We should give it to them, I think. It's Kurt Warner. <laughs> give it to them. You guys go ahead. You got <laughs> He's a legit dude. And yes, he knows his stuff. It kind of goes, my five-year-old son is a legit dude. He's a good guy. <laughs> is he even like he's not even coaching right now, right? He's like he's a commentator. A commentator, yeah. He's a broadcaster. Yeah. So I, the thing is, like everyone, there's no real direction. We all see there's no clear direction. There's no like number one yeah. guy who's like, that's the guy, go get him. You know nope, what I mean? So no people guy. because people are talking about Philip Rivers. I know that's not going to happen I because would I would I love would that cry. too much. I would cry and shit my pants at the same yeah. time. Uh, there'd be so much shit and so many tears. And it would just remember, be like, okay, I don't. Listen, do, I would never. That would never happen to me. And if it did, I'd go buy a lottery ticket because it's too good to be true. Remember when we were in Vegas last year for the basketball tournament? Who did the Chargers pick up? Cleo Mack. That was the trade for Cleo Mack. There's something. There's something that's going to happen when we go back to so? Vegas. And could it be Philip Rivers, backup quarterback? <sighs> Backup quarterback. slash offensive coordinator. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like, it's that's like the movie with Adam Sandler. What's like the longest yard? Yeah. Yeah. Remember what's his face? That super old dude is the backup quarterback <laughs> yeah. and calling plays. Yeah. But then at the end, he sends himself in. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, that's, yeah. That's we weird. would, we would certainly calling take plays it. in full shoulder pads, <laughs> <laughs> holding his helmet with the black underneath his eye, ready oh, to go in case it was needed. And we yeah. know, I, I don't know if Kurt Warner has ever called a play. I know Philip Rivers has called a play because I've seen him on the high school tape calling plays yeah. for that high school team. So Pat, he checks that mark for Kyle for and he, sure. He does make checks at the line of scrimmage, or at least he used to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, don't you know? Yeah. Kurt Warner, 
Yes, I'm sure he seems like a legit dude. And uh, if he gets interviewed, I think that'll make headlines because oh, that'll it's be like, like that would be like, if he if he got an interview and it was announced, it'd be like, what are we doing? We're I mean, I guess we're re- doing our due diligence. We are literally breaking the, the NFL and its broadcasters for an offensive coordinator. Literally, whatever gets caught in the rake, we'll, we'll interview him. Like, if I'll if, come interview just to meet some people, dude, come out. on, Kyle's in. Yeah. He's a Send demon Kyle, please. We'll try. Diligence Chargers, come interview me. <laughs> He's an outgoing guy. He'll he'll get he'll get them to rally for sure. <laughs> um, all right. Forever Bolts. Thank you for Thank asking you. the question. Let's move it on now to Thank Hawaiian you. Surfer. All right. Who asked the Look question? Up. Playoff showing once again that a strong run game and defense will close out those wins for you. Have you guys been looking into offensive coordinator candidates? Kyle, personally, the four I'd love to see hired are Dan Pitcher uh, for the Bengals, Mike LaFleur from the Jets, Frank Reich, we know who he is, uh, and Brian Johnson from the Eagles. You know, whoever we hire, Herbert has to be the center of this offense. You know, a run game needs to be developed so that when we get big leads, we can bleed the clock out like Cincy did versus the Bills. I mean, our passing game is shouting for creativity. Overall, we need an identity. The last two seasons have been a whole lot of Justin has to be Superman or this team looks dead. Any candidates you guys really want? This is actually a good point. Like some of those like quarterback coaches or like offensive assistants, the ones you probably want to talk to at this point, at least to some degree, are the guys that can't be interviewed right now because they're getting ready for some big time games. So they said a couple of Eagles guy. He had a couple of Eagles guys in there. Like, uh, it's gonna be a long process. We're not gonna have an answer on who this is anytime soon. But yeah, I I am I'm on the fence in general right now because right now it's just like a splatter against the wall, and you know, we, who give me knows some finalists, right and then I'll give you a say in who I would like out of those guys. Yeah, um, because as of right now, no one's like jumping off the paper at me and. I just want a guy that has experience calling plays that maybe has in a bad spot with a bad defense, got hired young, and now he's ready for a second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't Lombardi know. again. Honestly, something in that I'm not. I'm like I'm like kind of in that same vein. Yeah, like he got yeah. the job in Detroit as an offensive coordinator. Like no one's good offensive coordinator in Detroit. What do you got to work with most of the time? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like. Somebody that that has some experience that hopefully has gone and learned. I don't know, like Lombardi gave us kind of what we expected, guys. Like that's what the Saints were. They were right. short underneath, dump the ball off. Your run game is short passing game. You need the guys like Alvin Kamara that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Like we got what we thought we were going to get. Um, it's just wasn't we have too good of a good quarterback enough. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we need we need to develop a we need a guy that can institute a run a running game a rushing off right totally. yeah what about um, what was it uh was frank smith the he's not is he the off where where did he go i wouldn't mind him coming back for an interview is he an offensive coordinator now i think he is i don't know I, i've heard his name getting tossed around as one that fans would like to have that's the one that comes to mind because we were running the ball so much better last year than we are this year you know what i mean like and that's if you're this gonna says offensive coordinator for the dolphins right now that makes sense. But he yeah. doesn't call plays because old old goofball over there is calling plays, head coach. <laughs> I call him goofball. So, hey, maybe you want to come back and actually <laughs> call, call the goofballs. plays and not just make recommendations. Come on over. Yeah, come right. on over. 
Come, Come on over, on Frank's over, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Hawaiian Surfer, thank you for asking the question. And we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Mickey Coates. Mickey. Who hey, asked Mickey the question? Coates. Hey, you find you blow my mind, hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Who asked the question? If you could add any former Charger to this team in their prime, who would you add? To be honest, I think giving Vincent Jackson to Herbert would do incredible things. I do miss Eric Weddle, too, though. Hmm. All right. Junior Seau. Yeah, that solves your middle linebacker problem. Junior Seau is always the answer in every question, every scenario. If we didn't have a quarterback, I'd say Phillip Rivers, but Junior (laughs) Seau for me. Yeah, I'd say Seau. Antonio Gates? That would solve a problem toot sweet. Antonio Gates would be good, too. I'm just saying. I just want Junior Sale. <laughs> I know. We all or, want to have Junior Or why don't we just add LaDainian Tomlinson do a one-two punch with uh, Austin Eckler? I don't know how you can't go all LaDainian, actually. All LaDainian all day for what this offense I'll go needs. Junior Sale. You can go LT and I'll go, go Gates. All great options. All great options. I'm going LT for sure. Yeah. All right. No offense to Austin, but I think they could work really well together. Oh, got a one-two punch of <laughs> LT and Austin. Austin oh, being shit. the two. That's and you can line him out in wide receiver. He doesn't have to always play running back. He can like do a little bit of both. God, <laughs> just, I just want this to happen. That'd be cool. It's not. <laughs> yeah, what's LT doing? You can get him out of commentating. Bring no, him in. He seems like a solid guy. <laughs> can he call plays? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. We need you to do a lot for this team. <laughs> LT, offensive coordinator. That's exactly Slash running what we back. Need. We wouldn't throw yeah. the ball one time. Not one time. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Mickey, there you go. Thank you for asking the question. And thank you, everybody, for asking questions and Ask Bolt Fam. We really appreciate it. We do. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any final thoughts there, gentlemen? It's kind of weird going a week without talking to you guys. So I'm just going to have to get used to this, I guess. But I had a lot of fun. I feel good. I'm happier now. It's absence makes the heart grow fonder, my friend. And I think, yeah, I'm fond. Fond. I am fond of you. <laughs> Consider me fond. Consider, Consider me, me fond. fonder. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Viewer discretion is advised. Blue 42, I got the coordinator in my sights. The egg is in the basket. I repeat, the egg is in the basket. We're going to need backup. Good boys, what you want, what you want, what you going to do when Detective Cart comes for you? Hey, Cart boys, Cart boys, what you going to do, what you going to do when they come for you? Cart boys, Cart boys, what you going to do, what you going to do when they come for you? Carts is filmed on location with the men and women of cart corralling. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law.